I mean, I've, I'm like, my, my mind's now just going crazy and thinking like, you know, you've got different, like, it's almost like, you know, scav rep, like rankings or whatever. It's like Uber for scavs. You have to like, oh, get my insurance back. And then it's like finding a scav near you, you know, and it's, oh, this guy's got a five-star scav rating. So, but he, he costs more. <laughs> that's so cool that is so cool actually oh my god dude delivery time 35 minutes delivery time five minutes so you can go for like the guy welcome to scav talk escape from tarkov podcast with focus on the continued development of the game passionate analysis theory crafting and general gameplay discussions my name is Church. I'm a video editor for Airwing Marine. I'm Gigabeef, a talk of YouTuber, hopefully helping you guys get better at EFT, or at least that's the that's the idea. Um, and welcome back to Scav Talk. And Mr. Church, how's your week been? How's it going? How are you? Other than sleepy and uh, <laughs> you know, exhausted by life, which is currently my general state, but you know, it's all good. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I've decided to take a break from tarkov what oh no he's taking a break that means he's betrayed tarkov you know he's left tarkov forever (laughs) he's never coming back tarkov made you man exactly how (laughs) dare you betray the game that made you (laughs) i love those memes man yeah they're so funny they're so funny look but you you've taken a break before i think it's um i think it's healthy you know if you're that if you're that kind of like there's lots of players who are like that and I'm not really like that, but just sort of more because of my like schedule of like playtime. But, you know, I think you're more on the spectrum of like people who play like in a whole bunch and then like take a break for a bit and then like a couple of weeks and then like, and then like come back and, you know, I think that could be good for some people. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where I don't feel the need for that because I just don't, well, this, this might have actually been playing quite a bit more, but um, usually I don't play too much i guess it's just kind of like ad hoc as well because uh yeah i said like i've said last time and i've like continued to play with some friends offline there's continued interest in the game from you know people within my sort of like real life friendship group which is you know usually is is quite it's quite unusual and then a lot of my friends have like just reached the flea and uh people are still enjoying the game so i've been playing like a bit offline like helping people do quests and stuff so it's it's been it's been cool um as well as like the, the usual streams so you know, I've been busy with that and then all the other stuff. Are oh, you trying to refocus? Just yeah, there, no background, right. just like trying to refocus. <laughs> refocus the camera. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Okay, well, I don't think Good. there was like a massive, massive amount of news this week. Like I had a couple of things like I'd noted down, written down, like looked at. I know if you said you haven't played, you probably haven't been looking too, too closely. But um, there was like a couple of changes, which I thought was kind of interesting. The first one was the blunt damage change mm. where... I think there's a 20% increase for blunt damage on normal armor and up to like 40% damage increase on like armored rigs of blunt damage. Um, I came to this conclusion and saw Logical Solutions putting out his conclusion on it that it doesn't make any difference at all because blunt damage is already really low. I think because it's yeah. only like a couple of points anyway, right? So if it was like three points, it's now like four. If it was like five points, it's now like six right. or seven. So, you know, it, it could be meaningful if you get, you know, with a Kedder or something and you take like 20 rounds, but... I don't think it's a meaningful change, particularly. Um, I think people have done some testing and it ha- really hasn't changed it much. Now, it, did the blunt damage... So I think it... Did the helmets also get buffed for, for, for blunt damage they receive? 
I like in terms they receive more blunt damage. I would guess so, but I don't. I don't know. It didn't say it specifically, actually. I'm not sure why. Okay. Why do you ask that? I thought it did, but um, I asked that because I wonder if like blunt damage of like shotguns to the head would be um because they're like the really high flesh you know the flesh damage rounds i wonder if those um would have received any i mean yeah it's 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 significant i wonder like if it's like there's any room for like oh maybe this kind of is something you know i don't know yeah are you thinking like you know something to an altin or like that kind of deal yeah like she's not enough with an altin instead of three buck magnum bucks to the head now it's like two you know that's yeah, that, I, and I don't know those numbers. That's just I don't. Me. I just. I just don't think so. I. I just don't think the damage is significant enough. Um, yeah, because it was so low to begin with. Because it's a percentage change on the original thing. If it was like twenty percent of bullet damage or whatever, that would like break the game. But because it's like twenty, it's an increase on the existing, and because the existing is like near zero, you cut. You know, you multiply it by a percentage, and it's still near zero. So I. I think that's kind of the conclusion. Maybe there's some weird edge cases. I don't really know. I was. I was just like running through in my head then, trying to think like, you know, flechette rounds or something. But they do armor damage. But it's. It's not like the armor change. It's not an. It's not an armor change. It's like specific like blunt damage throughput change. So I don't yeah. think. I don't think there's any. Maybe maybe it'll come out in the next couple of weeks as people test stuff and suddenly get like randomly shot in the head by something and go, wow, I got insta killed through my face shield or my killer helmet or whatever but um so we'll have to see but for now i haven't seen any difference i haven't seen anybody coming out and like anyone who's done any testing has basically said it hasn't actually done anything yeah um i'd love to do testing but i'm a little a little time poor for testing because it does take a while that's i'm sure you're aware actually um i forgot (laughs) then that you had done some with uh with old v um but it, it is it is quite um time consuming i think one of the worst things about testing just on a small tangent is the fact that you have to do it in live because yeah. I've sent stuff. I didn't realize this, and until like actually not that, um, not you know, not in the distant, uh, distant past, is that I sent something out to the wiki guys, and they were like, "Oh, well, that was in, um, I was in offline," and I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Well, you know, they sometimes use different builds in the offline version, and you can't make, you know, you can't be certain that it's the same as an online." Um, actually, it was about <laughs> what I was going to say. Um, say next the other. Well, I don't know if this is actually a change, but this was like a community verification thing of something that, interestingly, actually, I hadn't really thought about this link. This was the thing that I sent in to the guys in the wiki, which was that I did, I I noticed that certain scavs, I think it was raiders actually, had 40 head HP. And they said, oh, well, it's offline, it's different, blah, blah, blah. But this week, um, again, Mr. Logical Solutions um, came out with something and said, Yes, it is confirmed. He's looked through the actual files and whatnot. And um, he'd always said, no, no, it's not possible, blah, blah, blah. And like never really looked into it properly and confirmed this week after looking into it, you know, in detail that the different scavs do spawn in with different difficulties. I was not aware of this. So like as online, mm-hmm. when you click in like offline mode, I guess just spawns in like the, the default profile for scavs in general. But some scavs do spawn in with like hard mode, normal mode. So some scavs are better than others. Um, I got a headshot at the end of a woods raid it was right at the end. And I know that like in the past, and I don't know if this is still true now, but scavs have do progressively get harder as you go through the raid. And so, mm. well, that has like, that has been a thing. I don't know like where we are on that in terms of, you know, implementation sure. of it, but I got five, five, four, five PP straight through the eye socket. Like literally after looking over a hill, I was like, Hmm, interesting. Cause that doesn't normally happen. And it was like eight minutes left in woods or something. 
because uh, we've been doing like a ton of quests and things. So that was interesting. But but anyway, um, I'd noticed this in the in the past, and he confirmed that that's true. So scavs that spawn in with hard difficulty mode have uh, forty head HP. So this is the first time that I think I'd seen it like properly confirmed. Um, only found it in some like config file or something. So that that was like that was kind of interesting. Um, it doesn't really change anything. It's just good to know that sometimes when you shoot someone with APSX in the head, a scav, and it's kind of yeah. the end of the raid or whatever, and you go, oh, this game's terrible. Oh, look at the D sick. Oh, it's overplayed. Shot him in the head. He just died. You know, rather than rather than that. At least now we know that. You know, maybe <laughs> it can happen. It is a bit silly. I, uh, it is a little bit silly. I, I feel like there should be maybe even just an exception, right? If your head takes damage from a round unarmored you should you should die i think but anyway yeah. that's another that's another topic <laughs> <laughs> that's another topic so um i think that's like i think that was it that was really all i had written down to be honest that was like the, the main stuff i don't think a great deal yeah. of other things have changed unless you've noticed anything in particular no um Yes. Oh, there was um streamer mode. Oh, what have I done? Oh yeah, streamer mode. One sec, I've just broken my cameras. Hold on, but yeah, you go go for it and. Uh... <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, no. Yesterday I was hanging out with Airwing and we were watching Landmark, just kind of shooting the shit. Yeah, and he was catching me up on streamer mode and how when Tony. So, like enabled streamer mode or whatever because i guess you have to like contact bsg and then they set it up and then it's apparently a tie to your account name so like you can't change your name okay. but whether it's a bug or feature and that's my new slogan for bsg is this a bug or feature it automatically accepted all of his friend requests so all 800 people are now <laughs> on his friend list <laughs> that have sent him friends requests so he was already really upset about that because he, I guess people can stream snipe him even easier with that feature. Like they could, I, I don't know. I guess they can see what lobby you're in easier. And I don't know. It, it just made. Yeah. Because it brings it you just to the made, top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was pretty upset about that. Um, but not only that, here's the great part, man. So when someone kills you, all right, let's start. Let's start off how it works, and hopefully, I I get this right because it is confusing. So when you kill someone, they see, uh, you die to like, uh, what is it? Uh, the the is like a bracket like a streamer, streamer. yeah, bracket, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but if they kill you, I think, man, am I getting this wrong? Fuck, I should have taken notes, maybe. I think it's if they kill you, then they see your name, right? Like on your dog tag, etc. Yeah. Um. Which I guess is the least bad of the way of the ways around, because it's like if they if they kill you, they then have to die. I suppose. I mean, I got a note here. Let me just. Because the main thing that people are worried about is that. If you're when you're killing people, they go straight to the lobby, and it's like there you are as a streamer. That was the main issue. So that's that's what it was there to resolve. But I suppose there are See, problems the other way around. I think that's how it works. I want to say like because yeah, because like how could because someone can't like stream snap you unless you're in the yeah team, no because that, right? that's what we we're talking about. That's what we we're talking about. No, so if you kill them, I'm pretty sure 
they see your name, not streamer. Wait, if you kill because them, that's yeah. I'm, Isn't that the whole point? That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm oh man, now I'm scared. I'm fucking it up. Didn't um, oh, uh, what's his uh, what's his name? Um, there was. Oh my goodness. Logical's got a thing right here, but I'm I don't changing the name of the character on the death screen. So I assume that's when you die, it's a streamer. I'm pretty so. sure that's how yeah. it works. Yeah. I think so. Because so, I think I think so. I think so. That makes sense. That's that's to me, that was like uh, I was just like, okay, so when when you kill them, they're gonna see that it's landmark, you know, whatever his normal name is. And they can't and you can't change your name otherwise you lose the the other features of the you know streamer mode yeah um like hiding in like the menu it just says streamer and all this stuff <laughs> but to me that was like on twitter anytime i saw anyone complaining about stream sniping was like literally some other like you know one viewer guy was like stream sniping a, a like 10 viewer guy you know what i mean actively on stream like they were in the squad he would the the ten viewer streamer would would kill a one viewer streamer's um, squad mate, and then he would start actively stream sniping the ten viewer yeah. guy. You know what I mean? And to me, that was like, no, it's just like that's like the starting point. Like, you know what I mean? That's like like the 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 menu stuff. Um, I guess it's fine, but like you could always hide that. You know what I mean? Your own death screen, you could always hide that. You know what I mean? But like someone else's screen, I can't hide that information from my stream. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would, I would want that to be like the starting point. I don't know. It. <laughs> it feels like, and, I and I, I could have swore this was like explicitly explained to BSG. <laughs> I could have swore in some podcast this was like, like Nikita was there and this was like laid out to him like. By Pestilia or someone. I can't remember. Yeah, but it's probably sure, like, but... you know, Russian whispers or whatever. Nikita notes it down on his notepad and then it goes out to the team yeah, and then they implement like, it. God, and it's like, is this, is this what they said? And like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, well, you know what? It's not really anything that I particularly have to worry about. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever been stream sniped, but I just don't think. I don't know. I wonder what threshold you have to really worry about it. Maybe 100 and above? Maybe? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Maybe more than that, honestly. Maybe 500 plus. I don't feel like I've ever been stream sniped. Thing is, like, I don't know. I had an argument in chat the other day about like whether a guy was cheating or not. It was actually quite an interesting scenario, and mm. I, I was like, absolutely not. This is completely legit. And then the more like he started to convince me a little bit. Um, so I was in factory in the back room, the like forklift room, mm. and I like fought a guy and killed him. And then there was a second guy coming down glass corridor. And I ran back and I was hurt from the first one. So I ran back into like the, the back back room and went around the box. And the dude came in and uh, into like the main forklift room and just like sprayed me and shot and killed me through that wall by the box. And I died and mm. I was like, this is completely legit. I'd forgotten that the environment had been changed in the latest patch. But if I had remembered that, and now I've had it done to me, I will definitely do it in future because there is nowhere else in that room that people sit. And mm -hmm. secondly, I was wearing Packer because I was doing Punisher. So I was like, with those two things, like he only had to hit me once or twice. And I was yeah. already hurt as well. So I was like, I was going to die really easily. And he knew exactly where I was going to go. 
and he killed me through the thing. And the guy was like, oh, because the guy was using like 545 PP, I think. And he was like, that's, but he was like, would somebody using PP know to use this thing? And I was like, maybe he was someone starting late who's experienced. You never know. I don't know. And like, the, but the more we talked about it, I was like, ah, maybe. But like, I hate calling cheats. And I was like, that feels to me completely legit. Um, I was like, yeah, GG's. You know, that's like, I, because the thing is, after having it done to myself, I can see myself doing it to somebody else and then being like, yeah. oh, that's complete BS. You know what I mean? But like, dude, once you've had it, like, it's the same with, it's the same with the way that like strategy games used to work, right? It's like once you've been cheesed once in a specific way, you're just like, all right, that was pretty, that was pretty neat. But like, I know how that works now. Um, and then you're like aware of it for futures. If you've never seen something, yeah. it's like previously, right? It just wasn't part of like my general Tarkov heuristics because like shooting through those walls did like two damage. <laughs> so you could shoot through, but there was like, you know, there's serious like angle deviation through those metal walls. And secondly, it almost did no damage at all. Like the, the damage like debuff was extraordinary through those metal walls previously. So it was almost impossible to even kill hatchlings through there. But now I know that you know Dakita changed it and he wanted there to be like car engine blocks or things that are like hard mm -hmm. in the way, but other stuff we were gonna he said actually in the previous notes, right? Then the last bit when he was talking about stuff on one podcast or other and said things that you think you're safe behind, you're now going to die. Right. He actually said mm -hmm. something along those lines. And I was like, Oh, okay. He was right. You know, and I tried to hide behind this nice metal wall and someone shot me through it. And that's, that's fair enough. But yeah, I don't know. It was just like the fact that the guy was running like pretty basic ammo. And it's like kind of a high, I mean, you know, I would consider that like a high skill play, you know, it's kind of like takes, it takes a certain amount of knowledge. Like, the guys in the room, your positioning, a bit, you know, you have to know about the new environment damage. You have to be keeping up with stuff. I'd already forgotten about that. So it's like, you have to be kind of on top of the game to actually make that play. And that was the, you know, the combination of those two things, like the basic ammo and stuff. I was like, well, the only explanation really for me is that like he's someone that's, you know, was a good player before, but has only just come back to the wipe because uh, he couldn't be bothered to play at the start or he was busy doing something else and thought, oh, maybe I'll give Tarkov a go or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, it was, a, it was an interesting one. It was definitely an interesting one. <laughs> I, I love how you did your due diligence and all the uh, detective work there, because you don't. Your information is so limited. Yeah. You know, like, and what you did have available, you applied. I like him using the ammo, but like, then again, he could be someone that's returning. And this is like, <laughs> this is what frustrates me is because the the moment you bring up the word kill cam, everyone's like, "Oh my god, bro." <laughs> It's Call of Duty, bro. We can't do that, bro. You know what I mean? And then, like, oh, man, I I basically never report because yeah. Nikita said like people false reports. You know, there's like a report social score. You know, the accuracy, yeah. the weight of your reports. And like, if if there's a guy that I'm like the one hundred percent convinced is cheating, you know, then I I want you know just like a pure rage hacker like. It's like super obvious for my experiences, and like I just want him. I just want that report to count. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's like the yeah. one thing I care about. I don't care about any of the other stuff. Deaths. That's the one thing I care about. But um, even then, I don't even know for sure. You know what I mean? It's such a like, God, it's so insane, man. It I, is really, I, really hard. It's so hard to know. Like, I just I that's that's my only gripe is like, man, we can sacrifice just a little bit of like immersion. And you know whatever, like, the, like, ah, oh, and just we would get what we would get in return. To me, it'd just be like so much worth it. Cause just having more information to not only like re provide accurate reports, 
but also to like learn from your failures because half the time you're just like oh i just m61 from jupiter i damn i guess i should just been a better gamer you know what i mean like what yeah. what what do you what do you do with that you know you, there's nothing to do exactly there is i i actually don't mind i don't mind it so long as it comes like after the raid i think it's fine i don't think there's any issue. yeah I'm, yeah 100 percent. i know that people have said before like they wanted it to be kind of like a film thing because they want to keep the version of it um and they want to be like you know a security camera or something <laughs> that's like nearby i don't know like it's all i do you know you almost uh... think like maybe you just you just kind of like uh what's what's the word you have to like head cannon it by saying well you know everybody everybody has to be wearing a um you know a, a head cam or something it's yeah like, well, just that's make what up i was something. thinking like just make up something. something man yeah because it doesn't it doesn't re- does it really matter and like it would as you're saying it would help a lot and the only the only thing about that is that some people are like well you know i quite like the certain spots that i'm in and then it'll become really popular or whatever i think that's probably selfish is the wrong word but it's kind of like people are going to know eventually and like one one other person finding out you doing it across the whole population of other tarkov players like you don't you don't really matter in that sense you know what i mean like you're very rarely going to play against this guy again because it's you know there's a hundred thousand two hundred thousand concurrence or whatever mm-hmm. um you know less towards the end of a white but it's like i don't think that argument really really holds up it would be i think it's i think it'd be fine honestly i think it'd be fine they should just do it you know, just even just like the last little, you know, last ten seconds or something of of the kill, and obviously it shouldn't come in the raid. It should come at the end of the raid. It can come an hour after the raid. Yeah, whatever. yeah. But like, you know, it gets posted to you by Prapper on VHS, and you have to you have to you know shift Super Black Man to the side you know, just and like, like, put it in in the hideout and watch it on the telly. The option to like save the raid, you know, like it wouldn't even have to like do it for every single raid. Like, but if you wanted to save it to review it. Whether for save, sus reasons, yeah. Save what though? This is the save, kind of the question. save your death. Yeah, yeah. Save your death. I guess. Like how you died. Not the whole raid. That's just like uh, yeah. the back end stuff. For well, because like be... yeah, because the the only thing about that is I guess like the difference is whether ah oh, no, it's maybe, I guess it would work because the way that these like save games work, I suppose, is that you have like it's like the game instruction and it plays back through the game. It's not like a video yeah, like yeah. game instruction kind of thing. And sometimes some stuff can come out weirdly on the replays because of the yeah. way that like, networking <laughs> works or, or whatever. Cause like the you know, TV's perspective is different. Cause you'll get like, you'll get the servers version unless it's, unless it explicitly saves like the client version or something. I don't really know. I'm not an expert on that. So I wouldn't be able to tell you, but I know that things like, you know, back when I used to play PUBG and you used to watch the replay, sometimes things were slightly different. And there's like, very small things that you know tiny differences like you get the like the server's version of the match and so some stuff would look differently because there was a very small time lag difference between when you threw the grenade and when the server thought you threw the grenade and then a grenade ends up in a different place and like you know random stuff like that um so maybe a good idea broadly speaking be a good idea we'll let, we'll let smart people who are good at coding and that kind of thing to figure out exactly how it should be done um anyway Anyway, was there anything else game related? Because I, I, we no. really, we really, really, really want to get on to these call-ins. Finally, finally, we've remembered, and we're actually going to do it. And we need to check the the inbox for the next set. But this is like the original set that we had, because um, we don't want to spend the entire the entire podcast on it. But um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get through the first set, and then we'll kind of review it from there, and then hopefully we can keep a bit more on top of it than we have been doing but things have been so busy with the with the wipe and you know with our, our guest episodes and stuff that mm. very sorry for you people who've sent in comments and that we haven't had time to get to them but we will get to them we promise we we love you all so 
Um, shall we start from the top? Because yeah, we've got we we've got very basic technology on this, haven't we? It's going to be the concurrent three, two, one, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, let me. Look I guess I'll just that. read the title and then. Yeah, that's a good I'll idea. Just hit, hit play. So we got. Oh. Uh, I hope your gun jams. Uh, scav karma is the topic, I guess. Yes. Good. Excellent. Should we? Uh, okay. Hi. Can me in? Is... Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead. And okay. Play. Down. All right. Hi. This is I underscore hope your gun jams. Been a big fan of the podcast for a while. Love listening to it at work. You guys are awesome. Anyways. Two things. First, do you think it would be cool to go ahead and maybe pay a little extra to a scav that potentially goes out to get your insurance claims? Who knows? Maybe, you know, it gives you a little bit more RNG chance on getting some stuff back. Maybe with bullets. I don't know. Depends on if Pratt Poor wants them or not. Or UN peacekeeper role playing almost as part of like a faction apart from PMC and scabs, potentially to go ahead and help keep the peace at certain extract points and earning more XP with peacekeeper as well. Let me know what you guys think. Bye. Okay. So that's like um, a question in two parts then. So the, the first part being about about being able to pay scavs to go and collect the in- insurance, right? And, like, get, get more stuff. Yeah. Is, was it more stuff, or is it, like, more like it's a guarantee thing? I don't know. It's an interesting one. Uh, there's, there's... My initial thought, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not going to answer the question, like, straight off, but because the way that uh, my initial thoughts were like the way i actually kind of would like insurance and and like the scav case and that kind of stuff to be is actually much more integrated between Mm -hmm. scav and pmc and i would like scav like real scav players to be able to receive the money from the pmc and go and actually do the thing that would be so cool man because that would be that would feel like really like the whole thing would like neatly tie into itself you know it's not just some like the general scavs, they just go off and they do their thing and then, oh, you get your insurance back or, or not or whatever. I don't know how you'd implement that because obviously the, your stuff is like in a raid somewhere. What <laughs> happens yeah. to that raid? I only found this Taz, Mr. PMC. Meanwhile, he just got like a LedX in his backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I guess insured stuff would be its own separate. It would be maybe like a quest item or something, you know? But like the, you know, the more successful you are, maybe the more kind of scav karma points you can get and that that kind of thing but um yeah I'd, so I, i'm i'd quite like the idea of i mean I've, i'm like my my mind's now just going crazy and thinking like you know you've got different like it's almost like you know scav rep like rankings or whatever it's like uber for scavs you have to like oh i get my insurance back and then it's like finding a scav near you you know and it's oh this guy's got a five star scav rating so but he he cost me <laughs> That is so cool. <laughs> that is so cool, actually. Oh my god, dude! Delivery time: like... thirty-five minutes. Delivery yeah, exactly. time: five <laughs> minutes. So you can go for like the guy who's really, really like cheap, but you know he, he only logs in once a day. <sighs> that is and so cool. I uh, just like, I love I, that just idea. Like, just like a random thought. That's what that's what that that's what that made me think of. Um, maybe I got the wrong end of the of the stick with like with what he was trying to ask. Was it about like was it was it specifically insurance? Or was it... I think the first part was, uh, I, I, 
I think that unfortunately the the thing only allows you to do one minute, so sometimes yeah. like some details are just <laughs> you just can't possibly fit everything in there. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe if you could, I don't know how this would be like because actually, this is one thing that is quite important that sort of reminds me of is the that the insurance increase costs. I didn't really think about them too much until I've started running some better gear. Like I've started running better gear probably like the last two weeks or something. And the insurance cost is absolutely horrendous and is probably, it's like, it feels like it's half of my raid costs these days. It's quite insane and you have to really make a choice about it. So, you know, paying more money, I don't know whether, yeah, whether it be up front or afterwards, more money where, you know, maybe you could get your gear back even if it got taken there's like a i don't know let's just say randomly it's a 50 percent chance or something you were able to get your gear back even after it got taken like it doesn't actually matter in the context of the game world that your stuff got stolen right you could your gear could be cloned although we've talked before about ways of that being cheesed yeah. which might probably wouldn't happen but ignoring the cheesing situation and, and thought for a minute you know in a in the general scheme of things it doesn't really matter if gear gets cloned in the game other than that you know what i mean other than people like abusing it and exploiting it specifically it doesn't really matter if like gear multiplies because they all the money goes up anyway and gear is just money at the end of the day because of the way the trading system works so like other than people being able to abuse it, i don't really care about that so like maybe you could like have situations where the the your kit got like duplicated or something so the person who took it still gets it but um i mean interestingly right one of the weird things about insurance, I mean, no, no, I'm going off even more on a tangent here, but like in, insurance in Tarkov doesn't work like insurance does anywhere else in, in the history of mankind. Right? It's just yeah, like, oh, you, you know, your car got back. burgled. If your car was there, then we'll give it back to you. If your, car, if your car's gone, then yeah. you don't get it back. It's like, that's not insurance. Insurance is yeah. you paying for a new one when it's like when it, when it breaks or when it gets, you know, when it gets stolen. That's not how this works. So um, maybe there's some different mechanics that could be, uh, could be had. Did you know that um, insurance goes up as you level up your traders? Did see this. And was um, this confirmed to be a bug, or is it a feature? <laughs> That's it, dude. I got the Scav Karma branding. We're gonna get a, a shirt that says "bug" or "feature." Because <laughs> I don't know in this case. I actually don't, I don't know, know in this case because they haven't. They haven't said so. Yeah. Because right, you could totally see. You can make a case for, hey, this this makes sense because you want to sort of like, as you progress and, you know, you get all these more unlocks and, and all these abilities and passive income and et cetera, you sort of want to like balance that out through the means of insurance. Your insurance gets more pricey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I think I, is I fine can... for gear, but for trader levels, I think it's a little weird. But for gear, it's fine. I actually think it's okay. Like, it sucks. I hurt, It hurts me inside. But when you're sat there in the stash screen and you're like, hmm, do I think there is a 25% chance of me getting this back? You know, the armor cost me 150k and the insurance cost is, you know, 40,000. <laughs> Am I going to get this back 25% of the time? And like to have to actually sit there in the insurance screen, because normally you just go, insure all go, right? And as yeah. we said before, like no decisions in EFT should be automatic like that because what's the point of even having them then? Right. Now you have to really think about it. And and so I'm kind of going through piece by piece and saying, 
this helmet's kind of damaged it's not sought after i will get it back more yes this armor is sought after i won't get it back no this gun is sought after yes i'll ensure the gun but i won't ensure the optic because that is gonna go if someone finds the weapon you know this kind of thing and it's like proper thought process and you're having like trying to balance the probabilities and like okay well how much does it cost me to buy the gun how much the insurance cost the one thing is like some of the so honestly it's the armor the armor is the absolute killer like if you're trying to run level five armor it's really tough call to ensure that stuff it's really hard. I just don't know. Um, I'm struggling right now with it. But uh, anyway, anyway. Oh, um, sorry. Were there any other points you had about in- insurance before we move on? To the um, half? Yeah, the the second half. What? So remind me again. It was like you could so the second work half with was peacekeeper. Yeah. It was kind of like uh, role playing with peacekeeper. But I think it's it yeah. seems to me more like. Yeah, you know, broader missions where you actually have to go to places and like do certain things rather than just like rather than just like usual Starcraft star missions. It's like you know keep the peace in certain areas and that kind of stuff. Because there actually aren't any of those kind of quests in the game. I think that would fit quite neatly into the quest. You know, it'd be like maybe a bit boring, but you know go to a certain area and hold it for a certain amount of time, or maybe there's a flare that goes off or something, so people know you're doing the quest or something. Like they they could be kind of interesting. There aren't really any kind yeah. of like you know king of the hill like hold this ground for a certain amount of time kind of things and you could even set off like scripted stuff if you if you wanted to do it. i'm sure there's ways of, of doing it in a cool and interesting way um just for those one specific quest because then it's not farmable either because unless it's unless it's like a proper repeatable one um then it wouldn't necessarily be for that like farmable and if it was farmable then maybe it'd be part of the daily quest thing or weekly quest thing so you'd only get it once a week you get one once a week and so for it to be farmable it's kind of fine because you go and do it and then that's it um I feel I feel like that would be kind of cool. It's like it's just more of like the event style, quest style, more immersive style type of gameplay that we're looking for, um, or at least I'm looking for in general. Which I think would be would be nice, you know, more interaction mm-hmm. with the traders to make them feel like real people, real entities rather than yeah um, something else. But discovers, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I think I think that's I think that could be quite cool. If you got any thoughts. No, no, sounds good to me. Sounds good. Yeah, I think that'd be neat. Okay, should we jump to the next one? Yes. Yeah, so this one is from um, Jumple Stillskin um, Interchange Scav. Okay. So I'll go ahead and play. Let's it. go. You don't get very long on this. Anyway, it's uh, Jumple Stillskin from YouTube. I just wanted to quickly give a message about Scav Camera, which I found was interesting. The uh, A lot of my guys on Discord, they're all doing their interchange quests. And what they're finding at the moment is uh, they're not only loading in with a gang of PMCs to try and get to these shops, but now they have another 10 player scavs coming in at almost the same time. Like uh, I, I had an interchange staff the other day and I, and I got in at 38 minutes. And um, I, I didn't kill any PMCs or anything, but it was carnage on the shop floor, and I could hear it all going off. Too funny, man. But yeah, I'm sure BSG are doing this for testing purposes. They just want to have an opportunity for PMCs to get into contact with the scabs. But the guys on Discord are going insane. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Trample Suskin. Um, I guess, like, you play more interchange than me, especially as PMC. I mean, I've played like my fair share of scav on interchange, yeah. but I'm much more ratty with my scav. I, I don't really, I don't know. I'm scared of interchange. Like, I, I don't go and get GPs or anything. It's 
terrifying for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm w- willing to uh, say that this probably came in close towards the start of the wipe because yeah. I want to say, oh God, I mean, it's been a while since I scabbed on an interchange, but I, I, I see this trend happen a lot, and I think once I think as more and more. Like when the white happens, there's a big influx of players. And when people try to scav interchange, it starts pushing them into the earlier parts of the raid, not the later parts of the raid. That's my hunch, um, because I tend to notice that that starts to taper off. Like I think now, if you go scav interchange, you'll be around the like 20 to 15 minute mark. Um, sometimes you might get in around the 30, 30 minute mark, but that's pretty rare in my experiences. But I don't know. I don't know. Things could change based off region. Like, who knows? Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I mean, God, dude, not the, <laughs> the first day of the life you go interchange and it's just like, oh, man, it's just pure chaos. Like, you absolutely need to be in and out in five minutes. Well, seven and a half minutes if you want. You don't have enough EXP. But, yeah, it's it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's it absolute is, uh, chaos. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, so uh, scaving on a change for me, I mean, I agree with you. It was earlier back at the start of the white now it's like you know 15 minutes 12 minutes or something is normally when i end mm-hmm. up going in um but yeah i don't know it's i think it is interesting it's kind of what we've talked about before i suppose about people being friendly with each other and that kind of happened it did happen quite quickly that people were being friendly and um mm-hmm. although i suppose it could go either way but that's why that's why you have like hordes of scavs is because people are being friendly with each other and then there's just like a ton of people in the map in all the pmcs and all these scavs who are early who are also being friendly with each other and it just ends up being insane yeah and it's this effect that we talked about before of not free loot but it's just a lot easier to run around interchange as a scav and not really care because you don't really care anyway and then when other people are just like wiggle wiggle and everyone's just happy and running around doing stuff the yeah. pmcs you know should quake in fear um i think <laughs> like i don't know there's like a, there's a lot of people i've heard the complaint a couple of times actually about scouts coming in too early and going and getting the loot and stuff i think it's because i'm much less of a looter i don't really mind i actually quite like scabs being there early i like the idea of the risk or whatever and like, yeah i've spoken previously about the fact that eft is like fantastically designed in the way that it incentivizes you especially as a newer player to play the bad guy effectively you know like when the pmc mm-hmm. is probably the bad guy really because you, you know as a scav you're the local but it's like you, you play as the ai and make yeah. the game more interesting yeah. for those people you're... who are playing the like single player campaign you know what i mean it's like yeah yeah the pmc is like the main character and the scavs are like you know the red shirts or whatever and to incentivize people to play that character and make it more interesting for the people who are playing like how else would Absolutely. you make it work because not in other games where it's like you could play the enemy normally it's really boring and no one wants to do that everyone just wants to play the main character um, but it's quite cool in some ways. I actually don't a don't mind scavs going in early, and b don't mind scavs like ganging up on PMCs. I I just wish there was a, a better way of doing it. I I think it's like, you know, in the raid series, you see the um, PMCs being chased off by huge groups of scavs, right? And it's terrifying. And it's kind of like uh, you know, it's it's like um, you know, power by numbers. You know what I mean? Or what's it? Accuracy by volume. That's one of my <laughs> one of my favorite phrases. From I, I think it's like the military guys who use that, but. Um, yeah, if there's enough of them, then they're super scary. But each one individually, they're not they're not too bad. Um, so it's I don't know. I think I think it's uh, I think it's kind of good. I like the chaos. I like the carnage. It's fun. Yeah, the, uh, there is a bit of a balance to it 
to the act though because if if you incentivize too much of playing as the bad guys then no one will want to play as the good guy <laughs> so it is kind of like yeah. there is a balancing act there for sure it's true because that's kind of that's kind of my gripe which we've you know probably spoken about plenty of times but it's like if you make the pmc rewards just as good as, or sorry if you make the scab rewards just as good as the pmc re- rewards in some cases better because you're not risking anything yeah. then it's like oh it's like yeah. yeah it gets a bit weird no I, I i agree i agree um but yeah all the stuff that can be can be changed all right should we move on yeah. to the the next one yes um so jump with silkskin again on level 20 okay let's go, go and play it Hey guys, it's just Jumble again. Um, I just wanted to quickly leave a message about the level 20 thing. I think it's great. Um, it really is adding a level of and a tier of difficulty that is the game is screaming out for. I'm a casual player. I really enjoy this change. Um, I think what you said about the new players mid-wipe, that is enormous. That is an incredibly difficult uh, learning curve for these guys to have to get over. Um, and DSG are really going to have to look at that. The uh, The only way I can see around it is that they're going to have to add more barters and crafts to the game. Um, and I think that would be a good thing in general. And on that note, I really feel... Uh, is BSG trying to wean us off the flea market? I really, really hope so. Goodbye, Flea. <laughs> yeah, so as we said before, these ones are, came in quite early because it took us so long to get to them. But yeah. it's an interesting point. And that, it's almost more interesting read, like hearing that question now because we're now there. And I'm now getting comments on every video that I make saying I'm coming back to the game, the flea market's level 20. I'm just getting destroyed by people who are all running like mid gear guns. It's yeah. very, very hard to progress. Um, and I'm getting a lot of comments like that, actually. And I don't know how you fix it. I, th- I think the level 20 flea thing is really good and it's super, super fun. If you play from day one, Yeah. but if you don't play from day one, I, ah, it's so hard. And I think what Dumble trying to, get to there is some kind of like maybe you know certain low level crafts and that kind of things unlock maybe or you know maybe not just maybe not just add them to the game but i feel like maybe they unlock after a certain amount of time and it sort of is almost that like a little accelerator to bump people up the curve a bit i know that that kind of takes away from the tarkov experience a little but the tarkov experience shouldn't be i got to level 13 and i really can't be asked and i leave after the you know the first bit because like it's it's such good fun moving up the progression when everyone's there, but when you don't, right? When you can't you're not buy, yeah, in that like, same herd, exactly. And it's like I personally, to me, I've like thought about this quite a bit. And yes, the flea is a big deal, but I almost feel that like level seventeen ragman for well, so level seventeen for level two ragman for the six p three tm armor is almost a a, a more important step because before then you can really only buy level level three stuff at best pack. yeah pack i don't think or, you can buy you can buy that three. rig there's that rig but i can't remember oh if a yeah i forgot about that no yeah, you're right but it's, you're but right. it's rubbish and so level three is not really any better than level two in my opinion it's it's for it's for stopping shotgun 
you know, various shots and killing yeah. you in one, in one hit, really. Yeah. Three isn't going to stop PS from 7.62. Right. Probably doesn't stop M855. So it's like, what's really the point? Um, and so three and two are kind of the same. We've alluded to this previously on this cast, right? The, the armor thing is level four, five, six, and that's it. I've got right. tons to talk about about armor, but I don't think we'll have time this time because I just released my video on it. But um, I don't think we'll have time this time. That's for an, another time. But yeah, it's really rough. I don't know what to, I do, really don't know what to do other than like, yeah, unlocking extra stuff so that people can get a bit up the curve or get a, access to a level four armor early because it really is necessary, I think, to f- survive I mean, any other players. With that, like, that's so, like, if I pick up what you're dropping, like you know maybe like a month in then you just like all of a sudden these low level traders get all these extra barters that are for like low level people i mean i guess like at work it's like it's not perfect because if you're like you know two weeks too late or too early or whatever then you don't really take advantage you know it's like oh i wish i i wish i didn't play for a month you know what i mean (laughs) instead of playing three weeks you know i don't know yeah it's interesting because it always, it always can come. It always comes back to Russ with church. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of, it. You, the same thing can happen in Rust, where like you join late into a wipe. Uh, but the the difference is two things. One, if there's this thing called a blueprint, there's like a regular wipe, and then there's a blueprint wipe. And the blueprint wipe, like, it not only does it wipe everyone's like it wipes it literally wipes everyone's progression but it also wipes your blueprints like everything you've learned how to craft so think of it as like your hideout i guess yeah and the other wipe is like it just resets the map and everything that you hoarded but you still get to like keep all these recipes you learned okay. so in some cases even though you joined late wipe you still have like this already some progression there but the other part of it too is that people that quits or like take a break their bases start to kang over time and you could just be wandering around and then this like giant tower is just like falling apart and you just see like boxes of loot and you're like <gasps> and you're freaking out and you're trying to like you know hoard all the loot and repair the base like make it your base like it's actually really cool so you can you can get like a like a leap in progression off someone else's progression that stopped playing and okay. I I love I think that's so cool, um, but it's not guaranteed. So you know you may just get your dick punched a bunch of times. But I, think I don't know how they would issue, do that. I think that's the issue and the difference because Rust is like it's yes, it's about fighting and stuff, but it's about crafting and your bases being built in in raid or whatever and and that kind of mm-hmm, thing, the equivalent. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with EFT is that like the game is just like in the match where you're just getting your face punched by people who are level twenty and above, and it's it's it is very hard to compete and previously i would have just been like and i actually was kind of like this you know even for somebody who is as kind of new player friendly as i am it's just kind of like well you know you got to get through it and it took me two wipes before i even felt like i could go many to many maps and actually was comfortable and blah blah blah. and then i played those low gear budget runs at the end of last wipe and i know that maybe is slightly different but when you're under geared you know it's like you have to really you really have to change your play style like significantly to actually win um and win normally means don't fight anybody and it is a bit miserable i'm not gonna lie and i don't think it's necessarily the best thing to just like allow that to just continue because 
you effectively say, right, well, if you didn't play in the first month, that's it. Like it's now really hard. Um, and so unless you're yeah. an experienced player that has already played previously, you now can no longer play this game because you don't know anything and everyone's going to have way more stuff. And I mean, saying that, maybe that's maybe that's just the wrong way of looking at it because somebody who's brand new is just going to get their you know, face punched in anyway in, the new, in a new white, regardless of whether they start on day zero or not as well. So I don't, I don't know. But it just seems kind of rough, right? It just seems kind of rough, especially with the twenty flea thing. It like now takes a really long time. You have to you have to seriously go at it. And you know, the friends that I've been playing with offline who play, you know, some um, they play semi casually. They're not playing every day, and it's taken them like now. There's a couple of guys just got to level twenty like this last week or two. Um, you know, it takes takes a while. It takes a while for for new people, and these are people who've actually played the game before as well. So I think that there can be a lifeline. I think there should be a lifeline of some kind. I don't know what. I don't know how to balance it, but the, I think it should and be I think bad. The the real problem is just power spikes. Because, like to your point, the difference between level sixteen, and level seventeen is level seventeen gets a whole tier of armor, like accessibility to that whole tier of armor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they're like one level point difference. You know what I mean? And that that's that whole range of like one through sixteen. Like that's just a huge spike in power. And then twenty is like a an infinite spike in power. I mean, it's a massive spike in power. So, like, I don't, I don't know. Something like the flea market. I feel like the in, uh, maybe, maybe going more extreme, either down the power spikes, like level one or higher. I don't know. Higher really worries me because then you just have elites training with elites, like day yeah. one. You know what I mean? It's just like I don't really know if that's. And then you also just devalue the. The reward of the flea market because by that time you probably already have all the traders unlocked <laughs> like then yeah, then you're really yeah. incentivized to do the, the quest so i don't i don't know i think um nikita has, has actually entertained the possibility of doing the tiered thing that people have been asking about for a while you know meds from level 10 and our ammo from 15 or armor from 15 or you know whatever like you know some kind of tiering and that was yeah. sort of spread it out a bit and i'm not sure how i feel about it but maybe that would be good i I don't. I don't know. I don't know. There's loads of different ways I could do it, and I'm really not sure what the best one is. Honestly, I'm not. I don't really have a strong opinion on how to fix it, and I think that's the that's the thing. I just don't know what the right answer is. I really don't. Yeah, I mean that one would just be like, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing, but it's broken up into different smaller power spikes in power. I guess like whatever you know, like level ten, you get access to meds. That's like a spike in power. Level fifteen, you get access to whatever, maybe barter items. Level twenty, ammo. Like I don't. Know, it's all just. It'd all be like. It probably would be slightly better. I think. Yeah. I Potentially, know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Interesting. We'll see how it plays out, especially later into the wipe from now on, on onwards, where I would say, the average player is probably. I mean, I'm going to take a very rough guess, but I, I reckon the average player, like right in the middle, is probably about level twenty now. I would think, or maybe slightly higher, maybe I, twenty to twenty-five. Last time I played, oh my god, there were so many level forties on customs, or like level yeah. high level thirties. There's a lot of people. It feels like it's already, it's our. It feels like it's already late. Wife, <laughs> everyone's running around with meta gear. I was like, that's what? the thing. It's like fifty-fifty. It's fifty. It's fifty-fifty. I've been like, because I've been running around with some decent stuff, right? And I've been trying to do like dorms kills, and mm-hmm. I went in with a P ninety and like a. I actually because I was I was um, for the latest video, I bought a slick off the flea, and I was like, yeah, I may as well use it because I've got one now. And they're only two hundred thousand. It's not like it's not. They're not that much more than the level fives. Mm-hmm. You know, a kilo is one hundred eighty, 
and a reduce mm-hmm. m is like 110 so you go well slip yeah. you know it's 90 more yeah it's not the end of the world anyway i had one in my stash so i had that um went in with the p90 randomly bumped into a chad group of three dudes killed the first guy with the drum made vector and then died <laughs> to the man wearing the face shield like with the meta m4 uh suppressed with m995 he's he was the guy that killed me i was like okay you know this is uh this is interesting this is definitely you know some some highly geared people around who's, who's running like routinely m995 it's kind of incredible to me but anyway yeah it's um it's definitely the case there's some high, high level people but it seems you know it's, it's always going to be kind of split there's like a ton of people that are up to level 20 lots of people around the sort of 25 mark i think ish and then a whole block of players who are like 30 to 40 and then you know the people who are like above that who are you know, playing a, a serious amount. I think I'm twenty. I think I'm thirty-three, thirty-four now. Mm. So I reckon. I reckon people probably like yeah within the twenty to twenty-five region. So we'll see. As new players come in now, I reckon the, there's a vast majority of people who are well, maybe not vast, but like the majority of people probably do have access to the market or are just about to get it. And so now it's going to be interesting to see in the next couple of months what people say when they come in because yeah getting to level 10 you could just you could sprint there on the beginning quest but now you can't you can get there real, yeah much more of a grind exactly next one should we um I feel like we're running a little bit out of time maybe should we should we, over a few? Should we yeah should we let's do <coughs> let's do the other one from um from salty okay um the salty mayo on mental health Go ahead and play it. Hey guys. So I'm entrenched in the mental health scene and I have a lot of friends talk about Tarkov like Tarkov is pain. I welcome the pain. I love the pain of Tarkov. And I'm like, (laughs) I could have think the same way. But my question, uh, it was like discussion topic, I guess, is could Tarkov be a bolster or fortifying force for our mental health? Um, in that we experience all these, this loss and like, like I said, pain, (laughs) uh, through Tarkov. Um, and so I noticed when I play other games, I don't experience that loss as much, um, when I lose or, or die in another game. Um, could Tarkov be really be like a bolstering force for our mental health? Anyway, thanks. Bye. This reminds me so much of a clip I saw on Twitter. Oh my god, I wish I could play it here and show everyone, but someone was, it was an old clip from way back in the day where someone was trading a gamma, and he, someone dropped the gamma, and then they were getting shot at, it was like a group of three, and then he was panicking trying to get the gamma, but it was saying like search, so he was like trying to scroll, and he was scrolling too many times, and he dies, and the containers last forever. And the amount of human emotional pain that comes out of this man, it's just like, oh, like I was like laughing, but at the same time, I was crying for him because like the sheer amount of pain that exuded from his body was just like, oh, dude, that's unbearable. I feel yeah. so bad for this guy. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is, that is bad. I mean, look, this game is, it is like, uh, it is like none other in that, in that respect. And I don't say that lightly because that's why I kind of hesitated for a second because I was like, is this true? And I was like, yeah, I think so. Because 
the way that we've got you know progression wrapped up with the stakes of things i don't know it's like other games that are more throwaway things don't matter as much why people get so frustrated with the the bugs and things in eft because you you work hard to get the stuff that you've got and then when you die to stupid stuff it makes you extra angry and so you know there's so much at stake like the only i've always said this um about the feeling that eft gives you like pretty much every firefight in eft it depends depends actually but like most of the firefights are like good firefights in tarkov give you that feeling of like final circle pubg which like only came like every now and then i wasn't i was never amazing at pubg but you know we used to play final circle every now and then and um tarkov just it gives you that feeling so much more often you know like the adrenaline like the heart's racing kind of thing yeah crazy you get that quite a lot and i do think that you get used to it after a while and i i also do think it probably is well it probably depends on who you are and what your kind of psychology is like i know for me it's probably a good thing i know now if i go back and play dota 2 it's the game that used to tilt me to no end <laughs> that, that now i can go and play that game and be fairly chill about the outcome yeah because <clears throat> you know nothing really it doesn't feel too bad whereas you know and, and even talk of itself right once you get past gear fear and all that kind of stuff then the game becomes easier to to manage um, mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. incredibly they've managed to create an incredibly stressful environment yeah and even you know i had like i had my dad play on stream that one time and we did like an hour and a half and he was like i, I was like, oh you know we've got other stuff to do whatever so we'll just we'll call it there and he was like i was absolutely done he was like, after an hour and a half he was like i could not play anymore he was like my hand was like a vice like grip my hand actually physically hurt from holding the mouse so tightly and he was like it's so like claustrophobic because like the way the sound's designed and everything is like all the gunshots yeah. like so realistic he's like it's just like oh he was like that i, can't, I so just couldn't play any more of it it was like so like just draining mentally it was like i just i couldn't couldn't do anymore yeah. i couldn't concentrate anymore my mum tired like my brain's tired and my hands tired and everything's just like it's just crazy so i don't know i do think that for some people it is definitely good in that way and um i don't know it's kind of like it's almost like practice stress so that when you're in real stressful situations in real life then potentially it can help you if you're thinking about it in the right way and you're you know um it's like it's like say you know it's, just, it's sort of a safe way to practice that kind of stressful scenario i suppose if you're like into the game enough that it does affect you in that way which it does for a lot of people because of the stakes that we, we spoke about before um yeah i don't know it's it's interesting to me i, I used to do some uh poker and stuff and so like some of the similar elements i've, I've been meaning to do this video for ages and i just need to get around to it <laughs> yeah, but there's, like, there's, a, there's a lot of similar elements in some ways things like you know you're making you know plays based on probability and sometimes you lose and you just have to try to like you just have to desperately try to keep a cool head right because it's like so long and this is and this is actually something that i've ended up taking through like the rest of my general life is like if you are happy and if you're happy with the decision that you made with the information that you had at the time then you can't really be upset about the outcome and that's something that i've just tried mm. to do like this is this has turned into like a life coaching session rather than about <laughs> eft but i think it's very very true and it's very useful for people is that sometimes things suck but if you're happy with the decisions that you made at the time with the information that you had at the time then you can't really be upset with yourself you can be upset with the situation sure that's that's completely understandable but you can't be upset with yourself and the decision that you made if you're comfortable with the decisions that you're making based on the information like whatever the outcome right you, unless you look back and say well it was a stupid risk because of this and the other then that's different. But you need to kind of have the conviction of your own um, choices that 
you're making these decisions based upon you know, the facts and that kind of thing. And that's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of how I try to approach Tarkov too, in that you can, it's, it's, it's harder in some ways because you have to make decisions real time. So you can make the wrong decision and realize afterwards because you, you don't have much time to make it. And then you learn and, and you, you get better at stuff, but it helps with, with things in real life too, you know, trying to make decisions under pressure and, Sometimes yeah, you just have to think quick and it's like trying not to stress out and be in that state of like decision making without being like emotional is it's good training for that. I do genuinely think so. It is at least for me. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't I don't know. Like I can say confidently if it could like transfer over to real world. I mean, I, I guess it makes sense in theory. I just don't know for sure. Because it is sort of like you're, you're in a different environment. You know what I mean? Like it's you're you're sort of like in the game headspace versus like in the, you know, my gamer life versus my real life. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like I yeah. guess it would make sense if it if it like the same, you know, emotions or whatever triggered or the same sensation triggered. Like maybe, but I guess the the trigger is the the game. Or what's happening in the game? I don't know. I don't know. That's that, that's a thing to me. But I think yeah, it I, I'm kind of like, like. Sorry, you go. You go. Uh, well, go ahead. I'm I'm curious what you're gonna say. No, I was gonna say it just depends on what kind of situations you're in. I think, um, you know, the the more situations you're in that are kind of like that, then the more relevance that it has. Uh, I think. I don't know. You might also find that like if if those situations don't really appear that often, and then they suddenly do, then as so long I don't know if you can. Mm tap into that within yourself as like a resource and it can it can be quite useful in that way um but i don't know maybe it's just maybe i'm just got a weird a weird brain because i always i mean i think you must be the same and a lot of people play talk of also the same as this and that we play games that are like punish us and that we you know as, as he said at the beginning yeah. of his question you know it's like we love the pain we relish in the pain and it's about progression and it's, it's about progression it's kind of what I was talking about at the end of last wipe, which was that I was focusing mainly on me progression, not really on my PMC, but more on like me as a player getting better. Yeah. So yeah. yeah the, the progression for PMC will happen anyway, but you yourself is kind of a, a whole other element, right? That we talk about in, in EFT about the best player with the worst gear will beat the worst player with the best gear. And so kind of the most important thing is that, yeah, it's that like yeah, self-training kind of thing. Yeah, and see, that's like, that's sort of my, like, when you were speaking about, you know, you can, like, with the information you had, like, you can, you know, you should be, like, satisfied that you made the decision you made. You can be upset with the situation or whatever, but, you know, that that's sort of, like, I'm, anytime I die, I'm just, like, you know, there might be, like, a split second or two where I'm just, like, salty, or but I'm usually back on, like, what I could have done better. And yep. those are the parts that's just like really frustrating when it feels like you can't, there is nothing you could have done better. So you just have to sit there and you're and sulk and you're, you're <laughs> like, damn, I'm a loser. <laughs> that guy's just better. He's just yeah. better. That's it. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But I mean, that stuff used to, honestly, that, that kind of lesson I already learned from like yeah, playing a bit of poker or whatever. And it's just like, you know, you, mm -hmm. you go all in against somebody and they've got pocket aces and you're like, okay. You know, it's like that's part of the hand distribution. Sometimes that happens. And you go, okay, fine. You know, and then it's just like you just lose money, and that's that. And it's um, 
it's just yeah it's just the way sometimes yeah sometimes you do everything right you know you throw the grenade you whatever you know you push out on the guy and the guy's wearing like slick alton and you've brought like uh you know mp5 sd with with ap6.3 and you have a sad time and you're like well sometimes that will happen you know sometimes that will happen and it's just yeah just have to kind of accept that um I don't know. It's an interesting one. I think the mental health aspects is, is good. I'm sure there's like, I'm definitely sure there's a personality type out there that Tarkov is incredibly bad for. Um, and there's yeah, like, there's a whole, me. there's a whole like addiction side of EFT, right? There's, um, I think you was talking about this, right? About like talking to the, the some uh, interview that you was like trying to line up about getting some guy who like plays all the time, like plays like non like 18 hours a day kind of thing. Um, so there's definitely like an addiction side of, of EFT, partly because of that kind of like the, the risk mentality and all that kind of stuff. So it's like there's, there's flip sides of it. So it depends on what kind of person you are, I think. I find that I have like a inverse addiction in some ways because it's like, like once you're in it, then you're really in it. You know what I mean? Like I'm hooked in. But then once you like stay out of it for a while, you're like, oh, do I really want to play EFT? I mean, this game is so brutal. It's so punishing. And then you play your first raid and I'm like just sweating at every like little, like, what was that? What was that? You know what I mean? And it's just like, you like you got to rebuild that like stress resistance, you know, from to the yeah. game. And it's like, you're like, oh, like that was so brutal. Do I really want to queue up again? I guess. And, you know, it's just like, you start building up that addiction again. That's how it yeah. is for me and like other games like Rust. I remember that when I was first playing and learning it. I was like, God, this was so much fun, but oh, do I really want to play again? It's so scary, dude. <laughs> I really, I really should play Rust at some point. I really should. When I get more time in the future, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely check it out. But uh, <laughs> oh, we'll see. Oh, what a game, eh? What a game. This game we play, it's insane. Yeah. So, how long do you think your break is going to be? A couple of weeks, or just whenever you, whenever you feel well, like getting back in, or kind of like what's your, what's your jam? Probably when I see something that entices me. I really want to get this secure container video done. I just want to like, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired of like, just like all talk, no walking. You know, I just want to get it done, dude. Just like get it done, put it out there. Like I've been watching a lot of um, game review stuff and even like, it's super interesting because within the game review, they're like, they'll have like these one-offs where it's like, um, let's make a game. And it's like, they take like a game, like there's this game called prototype. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I have actually. I really enjoyed playing that game. Okay, yes. So that that franchise like just died off. Like Activision is like, this isn't making money. But like, yeah, there's like a solid fan base that like liked. Like, hey, there's actually something here. There was a lot of things you guys fucked up on. <laughs> like more to the game does not Activision, but yeah, it was just like like please like. So they have like their their. <laughs> it's like their like passion project. <laughs> like it's actually kind of insane. Like this one yeah. channel. His name is White Light, I want to say. And that name comes from, I think it's Prototype 2, where one of the main storyline elements is like this white light chemical that's supposed to like revert the biological virus, but turns out it only enhances it because, you know, the plot's all over the place. But anyways, um, <laughs> that was his name. And he wanted to do that video of like reviewing the series, but that's not where he started. It took him like a, like two years or something to get to that point. And he said like he, he had like the script already written and he had to rewrite it to get it to like actually fit in like an hour's worth of time. Cause it was oh like going to be like a four hours. Yeah. It was actually insane how like the, that was like, his like, that was his whole thing, but you never yeah. would have known that white light was like based. Cause nothing was like, it wasn't like a prototype channel at all. It's just like a game review channel is, 
That's actually really interesting. So, um, that is interesting. Yeah, I've been watching a ton of... It's actually just occurred to me I've never played any Skyrim game. Or, sorry, any uh, Elder Scrolls game. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was kind of surprised. Myself, interesting. But... There's always yeah. like there's always one game that's like missing out of someone's repertoire. It's like you know my sister who's like uh, she's you know she's quite a big gamer and um, she plays like mm-hmm. more well she plays Dota still um, these days. Mm-hmm. We've always played games growing up and that kind of thing. And uh, she's never played Minecraft. And I'm like, oh, how have you never played Minecraft? It's crazy. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's imagine never playing Minecraft. And, I know. So imagine. And there's like there's some stuff that I've never played too. I'm sure there's, there's certain things that. Uh, Dude, P- Prototype, I had forgotten about that game completely. Like That was like one of the yeah. few single players that I've enjoyed over the past like 10 years. I've enjoyed it a lot. The mechanics in that game are really, really cool. Yeah, like, I, I'm going to send you the video. <laughs> okay. Because okay. it was like, man, you're actually, this guy is actually right. Because it's like, oh, dude, there was... Oh, man, yeah. The, and, it's, and he really like sold me on his like philosophy of what the game was trying to tell the player and it was yeah. like wow that is really deep that's a lot deeper than what i was enjoying and playing back when i was <laughs> you know playing that game uh, uh, good stuff yeah chats turned into a uh not playing minecraft anonymous <laughs> club of all these people just just for full disclosure minecraft probably is still my most played game still to this day i'm certain that i have about ten thousand hours of Minecraft across all the different versions that I had. I yeah. played the old school versions of that an insane amount, an insane amount. Ridiculous. Yeah, I should really play it too. It's good. Although I can't go back to it ever. Like the glory, there was a glory day. There was a <laughs> yeah, glory day for it. Yeah. It's kind of gone for me, and I just can't go back. I kind of did everything that I ever wanted to do in it, and it's 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 done. It's done for me now. There was like a, a lovely collection of things of mods that weren't really compatible with each other properly so they couldn't ever update them so there's like there's like this pinnacle for me where they got to this point where it's just like there's like nuclear power reactors and all sorts of crazy stuff that isn't in the original game and it all like meshes together in this like janky kind of way and like you can have like automated like facilities and stuff and i built like tons of things and it was it was crazy dude like compared to the compared to the vanilla game like the vanilla game's great and played like probably half the hours on that but once you do enough like big projects you're like okay I want something else and they'll play basically play the same number of hours again in this like you know in this like mod like conglomeration with all the stuff in there and like yeah me and fred's but like nuclear power stations and like all sorts of stuff like huge mining facilities yeah it was just like out, outrageous like piping networks and stuff it was it was just I... mental it was just mental oh my god but i can never go back now this is it i'm done i'm done <laughs> i remember going over to a co-worker's house and um they had they were playing minecraft and i was like oh i've never seen this game before yeah that looks wow this that looks pretty cool and he's like yeah, I built this world. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, it was like, dude, the amount of detail. He was like, yeah, yeah. I just sit here and build. That's really cool. Crazy. It's crazy wow. stuff. There is something like a bit of a magic when and there in those eras when those games come out. Because like, I really want to play Elder Scrolls Daggerfall. Um, It's like a 1998 first one? game. Second one. Okay. It's it like graphically, it's you know hasn't aged well at all. <laughs> you know, it's a little dated, but it's like oh, I really want to play it because I want to like experience what this guy was talking about and like some of the cool game design choices. 
but I'm really afraid that I'm going to play it and just be like, man, this is like too archaic. Like that's kind of the same thing for Minecraft is like, eh, I've like, I've like been exposed enough to know what it is that I don't know if the magic will be there. But I yeah. I think it's important as well, that kind of thing. Cause like there's a nostalgia element for a lot of people and Minecraft's definitely getting into that thing of it being old enough for it to be like almost nostalgia now at this point. And so it's kind of like, yeah, you look back on it very fondly and then it's, you know, you say, Oh yeah, play this. And someone's like, okay <laughs> and you're like no yeah. it's like when, yeah. when, you, when you have like your favorite song you're just like oh listen to this bit and they're like yeah it's okay i guess and you're like oh god <laughs> my ego <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know now the scores is definitely worth it i think like i don't know whether playing the old ones is like is a good idea but i think like skyrim is skyrim is really good so it's worth a go I think. And it's probably worth to go over Oblivion or over Morrowind. I played a lot of Oblivion and a lot of Skyrim. And Skyrim's just like... They're all kind of the same, but just like... Mm-hmm. You know, Skyrim's just more well-rounded. There's like... Morrowind starts off with like a bazillion skills. And like they whittled them down for Oblivion and they whittled them down even further for Skyrim. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. not not necessary, you know, some of the stuff. It's like... But the world building of Skyrim is really nice, and it's just yeah, it's worth it's definitely worth a go. I mean, I would yeah, I would, you can happily start with Skyrim; it's fine. But I, I'm actually a big RPG fan. I just don't really play them anymore. Yeah, you know, mine like Minecraft, Diablo, old school RuneScape. You know, mm-hmm. like back in the day, Guild Wars. I used to play. I just didn't play WoW because um, everybody got addicted and lost their entire lives, and just did, like didn't go to school anymore. So I just like I didn't play that you, because I was, you, like, that was the one you avoided. Yeah, yeah and I and I was just like, no, I'm not going to play That's that because it was like it was almost like a point of like principle back when I was like a teenager. I was just like, oh, like dude, you're not you're not a real WoW gamer unless you let your life go. <laughs> exactly exactly so it's just That's like funny i'd always be like i'd always just be kind of like you know i've like i've known too many people who've just, you know lost it all and the, you know that's it their <laughs> lives ended and whatever so i would like swore if he said no never not ever am i going to play this game it was like a point of pride almost back in the day so that's i never funny. did that but i've played i played a ton of different rpgs i just don't really play them now but that's probably why tarkov sucked me in so much as well because it's like i'm a mm. huge rpg fan actually all like a lot of the final fantasies like I don't, i'm a big rpg guy yeah I haven't really. I didn't get really good. I was more into the shooters when I was growing yeah. up, and uh, now I'm like realizing how many. Like not too long ago, I played um, what was it, Final Fantasy ten or nine? I don't really remember which one it was, but I was like pretty impressed with uh, the game. I don't even think I got it the PlayStation finish it. one or PlayStation two because that's like where the threshold comes in for those uh, two. two. I want to say. Probably ten then. Because I played it on an emulator, if I'm, okay. I remember correctly. Either the the water basketball guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's ten. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're fun. They're they're fun. They're they're fun. Yeah, they're good games. Yeah. Uh, well, what a lovely guess... tangent. Uh, just yeah. talking about Final Fantasy and RPGs. Just honestly, it just makes me happy. Genuinely, it just it just makes me happy. There's like so many good memories connected to some of these games. Like it genuinely makes me happy to the bottom of my heart. Like deeply, deeply satisfied just talking about them. So I've I've enjoyed it greatly. That's awesome. Good to hear. I think that's probably about about our lot today, right? Yeah, that's about we a lot. Get to every single one. Um, I did want to shout out to Zarni. Uh, there was there was a part one that we had 
But the part two, I think probably what happened is when you went to record it, it defaulted to your default mic. And it's like, because I've done some testing and it's kind of annoying how the system works. But basically there was no recording on the part two you left us, unfortunately. Um, which was unfortunate because your part one sort of like alluded to like, and I'll get to my next point in part two. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, what's part two? Oh. <laughs> So we'll yeah. have to have a look at that. Send it, send it back in if you can. Sorry, it's taken us so long to get to them. Yeah, we'll. Uh, I guess we'll have to review the inbox for for the next set. Um, sure. On the next one, I hope. Or let's see. When is the next one going to? Oh yeah, the next one might be later as well. Again, sorry, I'm uh, my my schedule may end up pushing it a little bit further forwards, but we'll we'll see. We'll 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 let you guys know. We'll let you guys know. All right, with that, we'll wrap it up. Um, yeah, free, feel free, guys, to choose some message. We love hearing from you guys and all the kind words you say and interesting topics you bring us. Anchor.fm slash scavtalk. Choose the message. And thank you for the support, guys, and tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Appreciate it. See you later.